I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. Here's a contrarian thought. Buying ads doesn't win you customers. What does win is when previous customers are happy and willing to tell everybody else just how great you are. Now think about this. Before you buy a product, what's the first thing you do? You read the reviews. From influencers to friends to referral codes and trade magazines, the way consumers decide what product or service is perfect for them is dependent on who they trust. David Lehman is the president and chief operating officer at BirdEye, and he knows this more than most. It's now all about what research are people doing and who do they trust? Do people trust the brands? Do they trust the articles that they're getting from them? No, they trust their community. They trust their friends. They trust their network. They trust the crowdsourced reviews of both a business, a product. As a marketer, experience marketing is so critical because you've got to fulfill all of those needs for everybody. So how are marketers flipping the funnel and tying their success to customer success? On Marketing Trends, David answers that question while also providing an in-depth look at how brands such as Blaze Pizza have used BirdEye's experience marketing platform to put brand advocates front and center. He also provides a look at how marketers can supercharge their SEO strategies on Google, Facebook, and more. Enjoy this episode. Your content is at the heart of what you do. It connects your company to others, teaches them, guides them, and inspires them. But creating, managing, and editing content at scale is often very chaotic and difficult. Empower your content teams with Brightspot Content Management System, made specifically for marketers and corporate communications leaders. No more waiting for a developer to have to piece things together. Put the power to create and deliver powerful yet complex digital experiences into the hands of your marketers with a comprehensive suite of ready-to-use tools and functionality. Bring a bright spot to your tech stack, your customers, your team, with the Brightspot content management system. Visit brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to learn more. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends, and today we are joined by a special guest. Dave, how are you? Excellent. Excellent. Great to be here, Ian. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. Excited to chat about everything that's going on at BirdEye, a really cool company and uh, at, the, at the forefront here of marketing. And you're a friend, friend of the program because uh, we share some, some acquaintances in the, in the good folks at Qualified, multi-time guests here on the podcast, Craig and, and Sean and, and team. Worked uh, with those guys for a while, both at, uh, at Salesforce and Campaign Monitor. Uh, great, great group. And honestly, both of them taught me a ton about marketing. So uh, glad I can continue uh, on the podcast where they've been a couple times. Yeah, no kidding. And, um, you know, looking at today, excited to get into to everything BirdEye and, and your background. So how'd you get started in marketing? I actually started more on the sales side. Uh, spent a lot of time growing sales organizations from enterprise sales. Uh, I was a sales engineer actually early on, like Sean was, and, and then got in and, uh, and said, Hey, I, I can sell just as well as the guys uh, in there. I want to make the big paycheck. So got into that, joined Salesforce when 
It's about 3,500 people and started growing larger and larger sales organizations. And then joined Craig and Sean and a great crew over at Campaign Monitor, where we were selling into marketers. And so learned a lot about them that way. But then just really had to partner super closely with that team, especially on the demand gen side, to understand how are we going to grow the business through obviously sales and marketing. But then we also had this trick, which was self-service. So it was a little bit of how do we you know, all act and play nicely together to grow both both sides of the business. And so from there, started learning more and more about the marketing side. And then in the last couple of roles that I've been in have, have sort of been responsible for both sales and marketing. So how do you bring them all together and make sure everybody's uh, you know, not doing the normal finger pointing of, hey, you know, marketing's giving me crappy leads and you know, hey, sales isn't picking up my leads fast enough, like that that normal uh, conversation that that happens. So uh, but then, yeah, for the last you know four or five years, I've been running sales and marketing together and, and I've learned uh, even more about it. So for our listeners who don't know, tell us a little bit about BirdEye. Not to be confused with BirdEye. Um, we're not talking carrots and peas here. We're, uh, we're talking software. Yeah, no, we're, we are a software company. Uh, yeah, we're uh, you know, in, in a major scale-up mode right now here at BirdEye. Essentially, we help businesses grow through happy customers. It's we help them take their best customers, sort of, in fact, flip the funnel. So instead of starting as a marketer at the top of your funnel and trying to go and finding a bunch of people, how do you actually take your best customers and use them to grow your funnel? How do you, you know, grow and attract new customers through things like referrals, having the best reviews online, having clean listings? How do you convert them through things like messaging and one-to-one chat and, and web chat, and setting appointments and payments? And then how do you continue to make those customers happy through listening to them, getting their feedback through surveys, ticketing, getting the insights for them. So all in one place, great platform for marketers to drive that customer experience. This is one of the new frontiers for marketers. It's something that, you know, the rise of review sites, the, the fact that um, all this stuff is out there, you know, I believe it was, it was um, Mark Benioff uh, said something to the effect of, your your customers are your best marketing, and um, it's never been more true today, right? And so uh, I'm curious, kind of like, what is the state of how folks are using this? Uh, obviously, you know, folks who are using BirdEye are, are 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 figuring this stuff out pretty quick. But specifically, as as you're looking with customer reviews and all this, like, how many people are actually using this to their advantage in their marketing? The historical problem was that you've got sort of two sides of the customer life cycle, right? You've got the one side, which is marketers responsible for attracting new business, right? And, and you know, then depending if you're B2B or B2C, you, you get sales involved and, and they take over. And then there becomes this cutoff where you say, okay, now you're a customer. Now you're, you know, need to go over to the customer success side of things. And the, you know, customer experience like that, that post customer life cycle gets controlled by somebody completely different. And the problem with that is that, you know, you could say, oh, I'm going to give an NPS survey or I'm going to ask a bunch of questions that say, hey, are you happy or how happy you were with my service? But it sort of dies there, right? And you sort of take, okay, I'm doing all this work to get people happy. And if I don't have the ability to then leverage that or use that to either get people coming back and buying more getting people to go out and tell their friends about it, or getting people to go tell the world about it on things like reviews, 
you're missing out on a, on a huge, huge opportunity. So Forrester put out as one of the sort of macro trends is, you know, for this year is the CMO needs to become the CXO. They can no longer just say, I am responsible for acquisition and getting somebody in the door. I've got to think about that entire life cycle if I'm going to give both the best customer experience, but again, drive more leads because I'm leveraging those, those happy customers. You know, we, we were talking about the, the sales cycle being people doing, you know, whatever, 80% of the work before they even get to your page and those sort of things. You know, when it comes to consumer products, I mean, how much, how much research are people doing before that? How many reviews are they, are they looking at? I can't even tell you how many times uh, I've almost bought plates or toilet paper on Amazon and read the reviews and realized that the company is a scam and uh, they're trying to, you know, sell us $300 toilet paper or something like that. I mean, like, it seems like the savvy uh, consumer is, is here, right? And it's here to stay. It's the uh, it's the shorts on Instagram. For some reason, the the shorts companies think I am the perfect target for you know buying the new 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 thing. And again, they look amazing. And then you read the reviews and you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't you know buy a, a subscription to these shorts either, which is which is a whole different model. But what we've seen is this big shift, right? It started you know pre two thousand. You know, if you were a marketer, it was all about big brand. Things. It was all outbound marketing. How do I put out a billboard, you know, magazine articles, these big ads? I mean, the ultimate was the Super Bowl commercial, right? Like, how do you get out there with the Super Bowl commercial? Salesforce even tried that in the early days. I think they're doing better. These, 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 uh, these, the recent ones at the Olympics have been pretty cool, but, but the original, uh, that's, that's a whole nother story. The, the, the commercials that came out of Salesforce early on, but like, again, that was the, the big thing. And then, you know, people like HubSpot came along and it became about inbound marketing, right? And how do you, as a business, go and put out the thought leadership, the right content, send the right emails, deliver all of that to people so that they do a little bit of research and then again, come to you. But to your point, and it's, it's now all about what research are people doing and who do they trust? Do people trust the brands? Do they trust the articles that they're getting uh, from them? No, they, they trust their community. Right, they trust their friends. They trust their network. They trust, you know, the 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 crowdsourced reviews of both a business, a product. Again, before you call a doctor these days, you know, you want to find out if they're reputable and, and what other people are saying about it. So, as a marketer, that what we call now experience marketing is so critical because you've got to you've got to fulfill all of those needs for everybody. You can't just hope that you, you give a good, catchy advertisement uh, slogan out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's many different ways that people are going to do this. They're going to ask for referrals. They're going to do, uh, they're going to look at reviews. They're going to want to actually talk to someone. They're going to want to watch a webinar. And this world of personalization is like, okay, show me an example for financial services. Oh, show me an example of a, of a bank. Show me one, a bank the size of mine. Show me my competitors. Like everybody wants these hyper and hyper and hyper and hyper personalized things of like, if you don't have a customer case study or a thing for every single possible, uh, you know, example, sales is, is going to be beating down your door. How, how, how are you thinking about that stuff at, at BirdEye? Yeah, look, the way we think about it is you've got to first, you know, be out there enough so that you're found and trusted enough, right? So you've got to be out there and manage your reputation online, right? Like someone finds you on Google, they find your, you know, if you're a local business, they find your, you know, your GMB listings, you know, you want to have 
high, you know, star rating and you want to have accurate information, you want to have all that stuff. And, and that's sort of table stakes. And then the next is they come to your website, right? And, and this is where, like you said, the hyper-personalization is, is okay. But like with the changes going on in, you know, in cookies and the ability to snoop on people and track them everywhere they go, right? You got to have a little bit more of an authentic ability to, to connect with people. And the way we've seen that work best you know, both on our website and our, you know, for our customers is opening up the channels of one-to-one communication, right? You can't try and solve everything and guess what somebody's intent is, but you can make it really easy for them to connect with you and ask you questions. Um, So, you know, for example, you know, web chat, right? Let's put out something where, hey, first off, most 90% of questions are like from FAQs. They're simple to answer things that people are like, you know, what, what are your hours of operation? What is your COVID policy? Are your bathrooms open, right? Do I have to wear a mask now inside, even if I'm vaccinated? Like these questions that come in, you know, a hundred times over, automate that, you know, use a chat bot, use automation to, to respond to that. And then quickly get into the live chat where needed, right? Like recognize that, hey, there's a handoff needed here. Be ready to respond to people. And then the biggest thing that that we've seen is how do you start talking to people on the channel that they care about, which is mobile, right? Like how do you start getting people into a one-to-one text conversation, whether they're on, you know, just straight text or they're on Google chat or Facebook chat or Instagram, like wherever they are and have a question, how do you meet them there, but make it easy for the business to respond in real time, you know, in, in a timely fashion that, that feels authentic. I want to kind of separate the conversation here, talk, talk small business and talk enterprise. You all have at, at our last count, is it 60,000 companies that you work with on the platform? Yeah. So, you know, you, you have small businesses, you have enterprise. I kind of want to start, start with small business first here. The needs of the small business to do this stuff right is really important, but really scary. Because getting customer reviews means you have to get reviewed. Uh, like go ask somebody in a restaurant if they like reviews. I, I was just looking online. Um, it was like two days ago about, uh, I saw this thing where this guy screenshotted reviews from people about a location that they'd never been that were one stars, like never been here. I'd like one star review, like Mojave Desert, whatever, one star looks awful. And you're like, wait, what? So, you know, I, th- that is a problem for small businesses. But, but again, this is essential to get business. Yeah. yeah. And, and so what's scary is if you just let it run rampant and you just sort of say, oh, I'm, I don't want to touch it because there's negative reviews out there. The reality is, and, and you know, we've done all sorts of stats and, and surveys on this, people over, over 60% of them will leave you a positive review if you just ask them and make it easy, right? Because when you have bad reviews out there, who, who are the people who leave bad reviews? Well, there's a, the trollers, like you just mentioned, that like, have like never been there, but I, I, I left that. And they're just messing with, with businesses. But it's people who are upset, right? People who have problems get on and use that because it's their only vehicle to get out and complain. So they, they, they put it out there. So the first thing that we talk about is, first of all, monitor it all. You got to make sure you're aware of all this stuff and make it easy to have it centralized. You need to then respond to them, right? Both positive and especially the negative ones getting out there and apologizing. You'd be surprised how many people will actually take down a bad review if you're doing the right thing and, and responding. And then the other side is most small businesses out there are really good 
right? Like they, they bust their butts, put their heart and soul into their business and it works and people are generally happy. They just don't say, oh, I had a great experience. Now they may like tell somebody, you know, that, that they, they, you know, that that happened, but they're not going to go out and put this online unless you make it really easy. And that's, that's what we do. We, we essentially work with the businesses to make it, we call it on, on autopilot, but essentially like, Hey, I'm a dentist. I just closed a, a, an appointment with somebody. I've got a backend system like a Dentrix or one of these, 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 you know, CRMs specific for that industry. We have an integration. And as soon as that closes five minutes later, they get a text in their phone that says, Hey, did you have a good visit? You know, would love to, would love to have you review us. And you don't have to log into anything. You're already basically logged into Google or Facebook or whatever on your phone. And it's like three clicks and somebody who had a great experience can leave you a positive review. So again, it's just not so much of, of how do I hide the bad ones or what's the right strategy to leverage the really good, happy customers you have and make it easy for them and easy for the business to drive those reviews. And it works. I want you to get into a case study for us. You have a cool one uh, on Blaze Pizza. Uh, what, what is this company and, and what were they doing? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a crazy market out there. Everybody's got gourmet pizza. You got the Pizza Huts, the Domino's, right? It's, it's, a, it's a crazy battle for, for market share out there of how do you just get more people coming in the door and, and selecting you. And, and what Blaze was looking at was, hey, we're growing super, super fast. It was like literally like a new location every, every five days. So they're growing. They want to build up their reputation the right way in these, in these new markets and you know, making sure they're showing up on Google, making sure when someone says, you know, the best pizza near me, right? Like you need to, you need to drive that. And, and what Google looks at there is a couple of things. One is like the accuracy of your listings. Then the other is, you know, how many reviews do you have? What's the star rating on those reviews? What's the, you know, or is somebody responding to those reviews that actually comes into their algorithm as well? And then the recency of it as well. So it's not just like, oh, get a bunch of reviews up there and then you're done. It's a battle to constantly get, get people to, to give you more and more reviews. So, you know, what they did is they, you know, again, we're out asking their best customers when people come in and have a good experience, they would ask them for those reviews and they, you know, grew tremendously, got over a 4.3 ranking on it, doubled their sort of their, their number of locations as well of, of reviews, 175% more reviews. And then the really interesting thing they did is they, they leveraged our AI and our insights product to sort of see, hey, we got all these new stores. How do I make sure they're living up to the Blaze standard, right? Are they are they doing the right thing? So part of what BirdEye does with our insights is we'll look at all the reviews. We'll look at surveys too and, and other communications you have. But in this case, they were looking at the reviews and say, where am I having problems? And so things like, you know, bird crust, dirty bathrooms, like things like that started to bubble up in certain geographic regions. And they were able to actually take action on that. They were able to go in and op, you know, work with the operators and the, the franchise owners in the local area and say, hey, have, you know, let's, let's, let's clean this up. This is what we're hearing. This is what we're seeing. Uh, also looking at the competitors in the area, making sure that they were, were staying ahead of them that way. So uh, really excited how we helped them continue to blaze forward, I guess. Blaze forward indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, those, all those pieces that you mentioned are, are so 
are so critical to think about. I, I didn't realize that, you know, all of those go into the algorithm for Google, but, you know, it makes sense, right? I mean, uh, you know, of, of course that those would be the things. Well, and again, like, you know, their algorithm continually changes. So like that's, we've got the expertise in-house where we're continuing to stay on top of that. And, you know, when COVID came around, there, you know, were new fields that you, you could add in and, and adjust to make sure that, you know, the, their new hours and policies, all that stuff were, were there. So, you know, we, we've got that, that great partnership. So we, you know, we can manage that for the rest of our, our customers and stay, stay ahead of it. On the business side, on the B2B side, you all obviously uh, drink your own um, kombucha here. Um, <laughs> champagne. We drink our own champagne. Yes. Uh, on this, you all invest a bunch in your reviews. You have over a thousand reviews on G2, over 2,000 on Google, uh, over 300 on Captera. Clearly, you're doing this as well. What's from a business standpoint, um, what's, what's your strategy on this, on reviews? Yeah. I, I mean, look, I think like, like we preach, you've got to get out there and, and be ahead of it, right? You've got to both, you know, when someone gives you a, a negative review, you got to go talk to them now. <laughs> like I said, half the negative reviews we get are people who are upset that their, their frozen peas were not, um, you know, uh, you know, bagged correctly. It's like too much peas in their carrots or too many carrots in their peas or whatever. And, and, you know, so we'll literally go on there really quickly and say, Hey, Thanks. You know, you're probably talking about bird's eye, uh, you know, frozen peas, you know, we're a software vendor. And again, people will take those down almost immediately. They feel silly, right? Like that's that they're just looking for an answer and they've come to the wrong place. So, uh, you know, addressing those things quickly and head on are important. Have you gone to bird's eye and been like, Hey, you all need to be a customer. We're getting all these bad reviews for you. That's 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 actually, I'm going to take that one down. That's a a good idea. Um, Seriously. The other is asking for both reviews and honestly referrals, right? I mean, reviews are phenomenal because it goes out to the whole world, but it's like, you know, one little thing, you know, it goes to everybody, but it's, it's one little additional, you know, five-star review on there. The referrals actually be, can really help a business, you know, drive growth where, where you take your happy customers you know, that have maybe even the ones that have already, hey, given you a, an eight or a nine or 10 on your NPS, and say, hey, thanks for that. Do you mind going and telling your friends? And they can either directly email, text, or they can put it on their own, like Facebook and their own social media. And, you know, sometimes there's a rewards back and forth. And we do that with our customers as well. We're like, hey, you know, if you refer another bird eye customer, here's 200 bucks, you know, for you and, you know, a discount for them. And, you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of incentive, certainly when you look at, you know, your CACs and your, and your other channels, um, you know, pretty good cost per MQL when you, when you're, when you're getting referrals and high win rates on those. So. Obviously you all work with, with marketers a lot, but a lot of the different product offerings that you have are, are, are a bunch of different parts in the marketing funnel. And then also obviously touches customer success and, and sales and kind of everything in between. I'm curious, what, what types of, of marketers are you traditionally working with? Um, because it seems like, like, where do listings live on a marketing team? Where does messaging live? Where do reviews live? Where yeah. do referrals live? You know, it seems like um, there's probably not one person other than maybe the CMO who needs to make sure that, that all these things are happening correctly. Yeah, no, you're, you're dead on. And, and, it, it, and it's different when you talk about a small business versus a, you know, a larger enterprise organization. 
on the small business side, it very much is, is usually the owner, right? Like it's the owner who is maybe cooking one day, you know, working the cash register the next day and thinks they're a marketer the next day, right? And, and so you got to give them that all-in-one platform that makes it easy. And that works. One of, one of the, it, you know, you talk about all the different products and pieces that come together and individually they, they work exceptionally well. Again, improve your reviews, do that web chat or, or one-to-one communication, send surveys, get re- referrals, all of the listings, all of those work independently. But one of the real secret sauces is we are uh, essentially have a much broader voice of customer through all of those connections. So every one of those points of, of connection or, or experience with the customer comes centrally into BirdEye. We use the AI and, and NPL to, to essentially normalize a score for them. So, you know, hey, you left me a review that said, you know, you were super happy. Great. That's a, you know, a nine. Let's, let's roll that into your score. You just left me a CSAT of, you know, a, a three. Okay. You're back down to a, a, a four. And essentially we have what we call this experience score that lives with an individual customer or, or client on the other end that gives the marketer the full view of, again, real time. How happy is this person? They're chatting on web chat. Are they a promoter or a detractor? Like all that stuff front and center. So when it comes to the enterprise, it makes sense for these CMOs. And again, CMOs becoming these CXOs to really say, oh, wow, not only do I have a great individual solution for each of these parts of the customer journey, but I now have a centralized place that I can understand them better. And again, as we were mentioning, all this tracking online is going away, right? Like in pulling yeah. in third-party data of who these people are and their demographics, like people just don't want that anymore. But you know what they want? If somebody raises their hand and asks a question or leaves a review or goes on, on Twitter and says something, they kind of want you to know and they want you to leverage that. And, and we give the CMOs and the, the executives that side of it. So yeah, there's individual directors or VPs who, like you said, own each of those individual channels, but it's, it's where it goes up to the CMO where it gets really, really interesting. I've talked about this on the show in the past, but it's, it's amazing that the CMO would be in charge of responsiveness, that like time to response would be a CMO thing. Like this was never our purview, right? We weren't, we didn't need to be responsive. Like we were thinking two quarters out, a year out, you know, whatever. And, you know, like getting the campaigns out there and getting everything set up and thinking about those things and, and, you know, getting it rolling, but not responding like, you know, to stuff in real time. Well, look, in our our business as well, you know, it's literally a game of seconds, right? And and we've done all the data and, and all the analysis and essentially, you know, for our own business, if we can get to a lead in less than five minutes, we double our conversion rate. Wow. So yeah, that's marketing's job. Obviously it's sales job, but like we got to all work together. Ops obviously gets involved as well, but like we have great lead scoring, try and understand who the person is, all the rest of it. We said, let's gather the data. Let's try and do this, you know, as real time as possible. But if something takes too long to try and figure out, I'd much rather be a little bit dumber <laughs> and, 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 and call them back right away than slow down the process. Because it's, it's just, it's, you're just leaving money on the table. If you're saying, oh, well, somebody's in a demo, I can't send them a lead. Well, then 
pick up an SDR and have them jump on and start the conversation at least, right? Or, or get that going. So, you know, and this is, again, B2B, B2C. This is where I think, you know, that CMO does need to think about that entire customer lifecycle. We also, by the way, look very closely at our ICPs and our, our ideal customer profiles, not from the who will buy, but who's going to stick around for a long time, right? Yeah. When, you're, when you're selling into small businesses, you know, there's some that come in, you know, buy it and disappear forever. That's not what we want. We want customers that are here, you know, that'll be happy and, and leveraging our platform for a long time. So we started to adjust our marketing focus and our marketing dollars to be not even based on what generates leads or what generates meetings or what generates even, you know, bookings, but what generates that, you know, that, that lifetime customer value. Because that's that's the cycles that we need to think about as as marketers. You know, you mentioned that that five minute number. Um, that's something that Craig and Sean on, on the episode with them when they were talking about building qualified was was one of the key drivers. I mean, you're talking about five minutes, a five minute difference in in response time. You know, causing uh, half of your business to fall out the bottom of the bucket, right? It's like, there's no, there's no metric. I mean, arguably there's no metric more important ever said on the show from a B2B perspective than like, if you can't figure out a way to get your marketing and sales teams aligned on decreasing the time to get a real human being on a phone, if they want to talk or, or a zoom or whatever, if they want to talk to a human being, like, then what are you doing? Right? Like I said, it's very measurable and real, real dollars. It's the same on B2C, right? Like people want people almost maybe even more so, right? Like, yeah, hey, that's true. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm about to get in my car and drive out to a urgent care because my kids, you know, got a fever, right? Like that situation, you want to get on and the quicker someone can answer your baseline questions and and engage with you, the more likely you are to go spend. 10, 20, 30, you know, you know, is where it starts and goes to the hundreds and thousands of dollars with you as a business. Uh, but you've got to be responsive. It, it, one of the anomalies we're seeing, because we, we release messaging for all of our customers, it's just too important, like to be able to text back and forth with a business right now, as you think about everybody coming out of COVID or hopefully coming out of COVID, but either way, like 65% of, of customer interactions are now like, digital and, and, and texting being sort of the, the predominant one. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's changed dramatically uh, in the last year and a half. You know, it was a, hey, everyone's got to be digital. Di- you, know, dig- you know, digital transformation was a nice buzzword, but like every business now has to be, to be that way. So you, know, you get to a point where we had to make messaging free for everybody. So if you're a BirdEye customer, you can turn your landline textable, you can you know, get Facebook texts, all that stuff, the messages, everything coming into one centralized inbox because it's, it's, again, so important that you're responding and responding quickly. You know, we're doing things like, hey, we'll, we'll help you in the first month as you staff up on this thing. But like you're basically leaving money on the table if you're not engaging with these people or you're making people unhappy, right? Like people expect this, you know, and here's now an easy platform for you to reply to them you know, get going. Yeah. It's funny, right? It's like, it should dictate your staffing based off of what the customer wants, not, not the alternative, which is like, you just 
doing it the way you've always done it. Well, and back to that five minute, you know, time frame on our side, we are, we're, we're restaffing some people and moving some people around and saying, you know, Hey, this is our new lead routing process and our lead scoring process because that time frame is so critical. Yeah. The salesperson in you gets, you know, a little on edge to think about the fact that, you know, oh, maybe we're given bad leads to our best salespeople. But the other side is like, what if you're giving good leads to nobody? Yes. Yeah. And then look, you try and get smarter. You try and like I said, segment out the, you know, by lead source or lead score, or, you know, you know, try and get some intent-based data uh, versus just looking at, at uh, the rest. But uh, yeah, you know, at a certain point you say, Hey, sales rep, I know you got to be closing business. I know that's important, but if we can get to these people quickly, don't you want to have to sell less, you know, half as many, right? Like it's, it, you know, it becomes pretty, pretty straightforward math to them as well at a certain point. So we talk about a lot on this show, marketing to SMBs is really freaking hard. It is the ultimate flywheel when you get it right. And it is the ultimate conundrum when you, when you don't feel like you are getting it right. Any pieces of advice for marketing SMB? Like you said, we've been at it for a while and have done an amazing job at, at getting down to you know the pennies on on what we can spend on Facebook or or Google to drive that. We you know spent the years building up the strong brand you know and uh, find the right balance between a paid strategy, an organic strategy, a content strategy, all the rest of it. We've actually been focusing on the last last six months is slowing down a little bit, like I said, and in terms of onboarding them the right way, because you can market to them and you can get some momentum going, but until you have a really happy customer base and a base that is sticking around and have the potential to stick around, like I said, we look at the, the ICPs that have high retentions are the ones that we're focusing on. And then again, self-service is great. And, and we've got a lot of our product that's really easy to use that way. But we're almost overdoing the how do we handhold somebody on, onto the platform because there's so much benefit we can give them if you do it right. And like, again, getting them to set up messaging right away, talk to them about the values of, of uh, reorganizing their staff to answer those questions. And then if you can get them in a great spot, they will go tell their friends. They will go tell their, you know, they'll, they'll do the marketing for you essentially, which is, which is so, so vital. And again, most importantly, the, the problem with, with in general selling to the small business is you sell them and then you, you, you got a, a flywheel of trying to get the next person in before they, they drop out. If you can, again, slow down a little and get them in the right way and get the right ones in the door, even at the SMB, you can scale it even faster. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, that SMB is more about, I'm not necessarily more about, but it's almost as much a segmentation problem and a targeting problem as it is about a, a marketing problem. It can be. I mean, like, again, the when we look at our like ABM strategy, really easy to sort of say, hey, let's just go after these 50, 100, you know, enterprise customers that, are, that sure. we're focusing on. But down at the small business side, you've got to, like I said, find other creative ways to cast a wide enough net, but really make sure you're letting the right people in and understanding your customers really well and what they need to be, be successful long-term. Any, uh, any other takeaways or, or things that you're seeing 
you know, I know you you published uh, uh, this 2021 State of Online Reviews Report, which is really cool, which we can link up here in the show notes. But any other final thoughts on um, on reviews or or uh, or ways that that our listeners could could engage uh, on on making these better? Yeah, I mean, look on the review side, like again. You got to do something with it. You can't just let it settle and you got to make it as automated and easy to use as possible. But the real benefit comes where you can really engage one-on-one with these, these prospects and customers and understand their full life cycle. We talked about that experience score of every time I engage them, I know them. Like that becomes really powerful. And yes, the reviews becomes an important piece of that and you should be listening and responding to that. But that's just, just one piece of it. You know, and then once you've got them engaged, how do you make things easier and easier? So like some of the products that we have coming up down the road, one is, is appointments, right? So where, Hey, somebody's engaged, they're on my web chat or they're, they're, they're texting with me. How do I quick make it easy for them to book an appointment, appointment reminders, all of that. And then the other, which is sort of the, uh, you know, the, the clear next step. And when you're got someone engaged or you want to keep the life cycle going is payments. How do you allow them to transact direct, directly on your, on your platform becomes a, you know, a, a great sort of complete customer experience. So, you know, again, it's just the expectations for everyone has changed. How do we keep up with that? How do we do it at scale? So it feels like a, a great one-to-one relationship. We can't all, you know, write handwritten notes to people after they leave leave our, our store or office or visit uh, anymore. But if you can make it feel like that, that's where you, you get really happy customers for, for life. Okay, let's get into our lightning round questions. These questions are fast and easy, just like marketing with Salesforce. You can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing on the world's number one CRM. I don't need to tell you, you were at Salesforce for a number of years. Uh, So I'm preaching to the choir here. But for our listeners, go to salesforce.com slash marketing. They're the best and we love them. Been with us since the very first episode of this show, a million downloads ago, if you can believe it. Lightning round questions. Dave. Are you ready? Ready as I'm ever going to be in. Hit me. Number one, what is a product that you've left a review for recently? A restaurant. I've, we had a great dinner out and, and left, left a, a nice review. If you weren't in technology, software, sales, marketing, or at BirdEye, what do you think you'd be doing? I mean, I'd love to think I'd be doing something sports related, but... I don't know. That that would be fun. What do you do for fun? The kids keep me busy, try and play a little volleyball and a little basketball. What is your best advice for a first-time COO? First is, is get a clear definition of what your COO role is because it, it can be different, you know, and then it's it's fill in fill in the gaps and and think about how do you scale a business. What's one question that you never get asked that you wish you were asked more often? I love talking about failures of like, you know, like, hey, what'd you mess up? Or, you know, when you mess that up, what'd you do with it? Sure. Yeah. What's a, what's a, got a, got a famous mess up story for us? I think it was, it was with, with your friend, uh, uh, Craig, uh, he was running marketing. I was running sales and we got into this vicious battle over who should own the SDRs. Should they oh, be? Yes. One of our favorite topics. Yes. Should they be in sales? Should they be in marketing? And we tried, we tried both. We, we yelled and screamed and, you know, all the normal 
uh, friction of that. And in the end, we put it in in sales operations so that neither of us could point fingers at the other one. <laughs> that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good dispute resolution there. I think for a lot of people, we talked to a ton of marketers that that have it under marketing. Other folks who have it under sales, definitely no right no right answer there. But always the fun conversation. Well, that's it. That's all we got for today, Dave. Thanks so much for joining. Any uh, any final thoughts? Obviously, our listeners should go to BirdEye dot com to learn more um yeah anything else to plug no just uh excited to spend some time with you it's a, a lot of fun and uh you guys uh, know where to find us if you got any questions awesome thanks again you have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.